Salo for Lava, this is Pacific Waves from RNZ Pacific. I'm Susana Suiswiki. E hariaki nei, the Vanuatu Supreme Court will decide the fate of an MP next week. Also, a protest led by uni students in PNG gets heated literally. And later... Obviously, our penalty count didn't help us at the end, but, you know, uh, like you said, the effort was there. Samoa loses to Japan in the Rugby World Cup, ruling out quarterfinals. The Vanuatu Supreme Court will deliver its verdict on the future status of Vanuatu MP Bruno Lincorni on Monday next week. Mr Lincorni's seat was declared vacant this week by the Speaker of Parliament Sayoli Simeon on the basis of him missing three consecutive seatings of Parliament while receiving medical treatment in South Korea. The Speaker's ruling at that time allowed him to avoid a vote of no confidence against him, with only 25 MPs on both sides of the House. Mr Lincorni's fate also has bearing on the life of the newly installed government of Sato Kilman, who is set to face a motion of no confidence on Monday, just three weeks after he himself rose to power through a leadership challenge. RNZ Pacific correspondent in Vanuatu, Elia Bule, spoke with Koroi Hawkins about the situation in Port Vila. What, what was the situation change that brought about the, the numbers changed? Well, uh, the, uh, the change of number began to shift it when... Uh, when government deposited a motion of no confidence against the current uh, Speaker of Parliament, uh, Seoul Simeon. And when they went in Parliament on Monday to debate that motion, the government realized that uh, uh, they don't have the absolute majority of 52 members present, which is 27. They only have uh, 26, and the opposition has uh, 25. Uh, three members of the Parliament defected from the government side and joined the opposition. Uh, but surprisingly, the Speaker may make a, a decision to declare uh, the seat of the Member of Parliament uh, of Ambre and Bruno Lincoln vacant. And that has resulted in the reduction of the government number to 26 to 25. So it means that now we have 25 on the government side and 25 on the opposition side. And straight after the, uh, the opposition side deposited another motion of no confidence against the current Prime Minister, Sato Kiliman. Now, the Bruno Lincoln case is uh, before the court, so we're expecting a verdict Monday morning. Also Monday morning, uh, Parliament uh, will be sitting. Is that correct for a for the motion of no confidence to be moved? Is that your understanding? Yes, Parliament will sit on Monday, but it will, it will depend very much on the verdict on Monday morning because there was a trial this morning. Uh, today, but uh, the judge said that he will deliver only uh, his verdict on Monday. So the the outcome of Monday will depend very much on the de- decision of the Supreme Court, the verdict of the Supreme Court on Monday. But still, uh, there will be a problem because uh, uh, if uh, Bruno went back to the parliament, and the uh, government will have 26, and government must have 27 because the uh, uh, current parliament has already fully constituted by 52 members. Last time, the appeal court was uh, saying that the absolute majority was 26 because at the time there were only 51 members of the parliament present. One seat on Malakula was vacant, but they already elected a new member of parliament on the Malakula. It's make that now we have 52 members of the parliament. So both sides must have 27, otherwise there will be a problem. Now, this is less than a month since Sato Kilman 
deposed the Prime Minister Ismail uh, Kalsakar in his own motion of no confidence. Um, we talked a bit about how close this was in terms of the numbers at the time. Um, do we know anything about the three MPs who moved across from government back to opposition and any reasonings as to why they moved? So far, they, they haven't given uh, why they have the, the, the defectors from the government side to uh, the opposition side. But uh, we have uh, the member of parliament of uh, Ambai, who was the minister of uh, sport, and uh, Sato Gilman, who resigned recently and joined the opposition. And we have uh, and also... Uh, the member of parliament for Tonga, Chonamos. And the other one is the newly elected member of the parliament uh, who was elected uh, during the by-election by uh, uh, over um, a week ago, uh, Duncan. So there are three of the government side who are now in the opposition camp at Pele Island in the Note Fate. Now, our understanding of the, the rules around, obviously, the, the other option floating around is the dissolution of parliament. Um, th- this cannot be called for by the government because of the the requirement for a year in in government before that can be triggered. Is that correct, or can the president still call for a dissolution of parliament on his own accord? Uh, no, because the dissolution of the parliament uh, must uh, have the, the 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 request of the council of uh, minister, council of ministers, to make the request to the president of the republic to dissolve the parliament and the parliament cannot be dissolved before uh, 4 November. This parliament was established on 4 November last year, so they have to wait until uh, uh, 4 November this year and then parliament will have one year and then the council of minister can make a request to the president of the republic to dissolve the parliament. Okay, so I, I, um, I was under the impression that with the change of government that that would reset but it's it's based on the on the term of a new parliament coming in. Is that is that correct? So from the yes. snap election, from the snap election parliament being uh, created to November four, that's one year, and from November four onwards, we could have that as a as a possibility. Uh, that is correct, and it means that uh, if uh, next week uh, uh, they, the parliament changes uh, the government, and after. Uh, next week again, they change another government, but they can play around like this uh, until uh, 4 November this year. And then after, uh, the president has a uh, good reason to dissolve the parliament because we have political crisis. Are you, are you hearing any opinions from the public, any, any commentators domestically, locally in Vanuatu about the political instability, what impact it's having on business, on, on life in Vanuatu? Uh, so far, we haven't uh, heard uh, about about the, uh, the the complaint or the support of the people. But uh, uh, mainly in the Facebook, you have uh, mainly also uh, the, the supporters of the both sides. They, they make comment. But for the ordinary people in the island, the, the motion against uh, prime minister is becoming part of their life. Now, in terms of the votes on Monday. Um, are you already seeing or are you anticipating lobbying from both sides to try and pull members across? Uh, well, there have been an attempt uh, last week. Uh, they sent two boats from, from uh, mainland to the island, but uh, uh, they were chased by the people of uh, Pele. When they arrived, two boats arrived on Pele, they were chased back to the main island. The two sides, they have to, to, to lobby because the, uh, the difference of 25-25, uh, uh, it, it will be a fragile government. So... I'm sure that the both sides, they are trying to get more number before Monday. 
Ilya, thank you so much for keeping us abreast of the ongoing developments after the court, after the court case on Monday and obviously the motion on Monday as well. Quality of the curriculum appears to be at the heart of student protests at a Papua New Guinea university which resulted in cars being burnt and dozens of students arrested. The small and normally sedate University of Natural Resources and Environment in Kokopan, East New Britain, has been rocked by the events, with local media reports of two senior students facing charges of illegally protesting and being a party to arson. As many as 51 students are reported to have been arrested with students involved in the action suspended from classes. Don Wiseman asked our PNG correspondent, Scott Whitey, what is going on? There's a series of complaints that the students have brought to the management and I think the prime concern has been the quality of the programs that they, some of the students have enrolled in. And one that has been of particular note has been the climate change program. I I don't know if it's a degree or diploma program, but that is the program that they are claiming is unaccredited by the university or at least by the higher education department. And they also claim that the quality of lecturers that are teaching the programs, not just uh, the climate change program, but other programs are not of uh, the standards that they deem suitable. So one of the points they raised was that they don't have PhDs. Some don't have PhDs and are, and are in the system that is supposed to give degrees and diplomas to students. So that's that's been of primary concern. Now, they've, they've gone ahead and protested since the 18th, 19th. That has escalated. Uh, they've so far burnt vehicles and they've demanded that the management team resign. So all of that in a space of a, of two weeks, it's escalated to that, that level now. Yes, then there have been arrests. I think dozens of these students have been arrested. What's the university had to say about it all? Well, the higher education secretary, Father Jan Juba, says he's not going to negotiate with quote, criminals. Uh, That's how we put it in the papers. Don Paulier, the education, higher education minister, has also said, they stick at a hard line stand saying the concerns that have been raised may be valid, but the approach that students have taken uh, hasn't been appropriate. And university management, and that, that, that warning has been extended to all institutions, that the managements of those institutions have to take ownership of the problems that have been brought to them and fix them as soon as they, they arise. But not many people within government are keen to negotiate with the students who have demonstrated and contributed to the violence that, that's happened. All right. Well, climate change, of course, is a huge topic and extremely important. Do we know what it was about the teaching of this subject that was irking the students? Yeah, I, I haven't been able to establish the content of the course or what it's expected to deliver. And, and what I'm telling you is primarily from the perspective of students who have come forward and said it, it's not an accredited program. Now, what form of accreditation they are referring to, I'm, I'm not too sure. But the, the fact that they've raised concerns about a program that was recently introduced is something that needs to be I think, properly investigated by uh, government authorities. I mean, if students are feeling that it's not a a suitable program, it may be a suitable program for the country, but, I mean, if if they're saying it's not accredited, they're they're saying it needs to be investigated and determined if it's suitable to be delivered at the university.
Samoa's chances to reach the quarterfinals in the Rugby World Cup are diminished after being beaten by Japan 28-22 in Pool D. Both sides scored three tries. Samoa came roaring back late in the game, but it wasn't enough. 11 Samoan players on the match day 23 were in the team that defeated Japan 24-22 during the Pacific Nations Cup Series earlier this year. Samoa's rugby captain Fritz Lee told Sky Sport that effort was there, but failed to secure a win. I thought Japan was more clinical than us. Uh, we just, just got to respect the ball more than, more than uh, we did tonight. Obviously, our penalty count uh, didn't help us at the end, but, you know, uh, like you said, the effort was there. We could have... Uh, Turn the game around at the end, but you know, we fell short. Manu Samo's coach says the amount of cards his team has picked up is concerning. They already had two yellow cards during the World Cup, on top of a yellow and a red card in their match against Japan. Well, Vasamanaya Selala Mapusua told Sky Sport it's a worry. It's very concerning, and uh, as I mentioned at the start, we're, we've got to be technically correct, otherwise, we will. Uh, we will be punished, and, and, uh, and we've seen that in the last three games, um, not just in our games, but throughout the whole competition. So we're hopeful that we, uh, we can get it right for next week. Samoa's final World Cup match is against England, but they're effectively out of the running for a playoff spot. Meanwhile, French fans have been turning up in numbers to back the Flying Fijians at the Rugby World Cup. Their presence at the Stade de Bordeaux against Wales and in St Etienne against the Wallabies has been acknowledged by the Flying Fijians head coach, Simon Raiwalui. Oh, yeah, well, we definitely feel the support. You can hear it at the stadiums, and we're very appreciative of it. We've obviously got our fans that travel very well, but uh, I think we have a real connection with France. Uh, obviously, Weiss is here. I've played here. I lived in France for 11 years. So we have a, we have a connection with, uh, with France and the French people. And I think with their influence within the top 14 and the pro de deux, there's a, there's a connection there. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I think it's got a lot to do with how the boys play, um, the spirit that they play in. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, we, we definitely feel the support and we appreciate it. He says his players are well prepared and understand the challenge they face in this weekend's clash against Georgia. Uh, we take one match at a time and we respect each team that we play. And we, There's no harder or easier games. Georgia is a very, very tough team. So we've, we've had that, that mindset since we started, just taking one task at a, at a time. Um, I think the, the, the break came at a, a good time. The boys are... We're a little bit tired and uh, it's good to have mentally refresh and we've, we've prepared well this week so yeah we've uh, we've gone into this week understanding what the challenge is and we're prepared for that. That's Pacific Ways for today. To listen back head over to rnzi.com slash programs. We're also on Apple, Spotify and iHeartRadio podcasts. From myself and the RNZ Pacific team to Fast Week 4.